The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of on-demand audio for the whole family. Your kids or grandkids can listen to the popular radio drama Adventures in Odyssey and two-minute Bible stories called Quick Sticks whenever it suits you. Whether you're in the car for a few minutes or for a longer trip, these two programs will keep the kids entertained. New episodes are added every weekday in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Some people are all for evangelism. They're big fans, as long as the pastor does it. But today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out it's everyone's privilege. People sometimes will ask me, what is the one thing you can say to a non-believer that will cause them to believe? It's as though they think evangelists have this little secret message. I don't have anything like that. But I know there's power in the gospel. Your job, my job, our job is to share it. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. God has built into us a hunger for Him. It's an insatiable longing that nothing else can fill. And he's given believers a pivotal message, the gospel message that has the power to bring people to him. The ingredients are there. It just needs our willingness to share that message. Are you willing to be used in that way? Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie brings us a number of practical principles to help us share that life-giving message more effectively and confidently. One of the most effective ways you can share the gospel is through your personal testimony. This is a way to build a bridge. And I'll usually start with my testimony. Let me tell you about what my life was about before. And I describe it and I use my story to lead to his story. Ultimately, the objective is to get them to the gospel. You say, what is the gospel? I should be able to point to any person in this room and say, give me the gospel in three minutes or less. You should be able to stand up without warning at a moment's notice and be able to articulate the essential gospel message. And sometimes we overcomplicate it. We use verbiage that people don't understand. So just to simplify it, here's the gospel. Again, the word gospel means good news. Before I can appreciate the good news, I have to know the bad news. I said this already. That bad news is I'm a sinner. I've broken God's commandments. I've fallen short of his standards. There's nothing I can do to fix that. But the good news is, is 2,000 years ago, Christ came to this earth, was born in Bethlehem, and died on the cross for my sin. He came to pay a debt he did not owe because I owed a debt I could not pay. If I will turn from my sin and receive Christ into my life, I can be forgiven and go to heaven and now find a meaningful and purposeful life that He has for me. It's very simple. We should be able to articulate that message. How many of you saw the Jesus Revolution movie? Well, if you saw the film, you have a sense of 
my life. I'll give you a couple details that are not in the film. So my mother, a beautiful woman, literally a dead ringer for Marilyn Monroe, and she was married and divorced seven times, and she was a raging alcoholic. She's 70 and she looks like she's 90. She drank and she smoked every day. Her, her kidneys were failing. She was getting dialysis three times a week. And it was always so hard to talk to my mom about the Lord because she was raised in a Christian home and rebelled against it. And so whenever I'd bring this subject up, she would say, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. And so one, and it was frustrating to me. I'm preaching the gospel all around the world. I've had the ability to pray and lead people to Christ. And my own mother is still a non-believer. And so one day I'm driving to church and the Lord speaks to my heart, go talk to your mother today. Oh, no, it's so awkward. Go talk to your mother today. So I call my wife. I'm gonna go talk to my mom, pray for me. So I go over to her house and she's sitting at the table there in her kitchen. I walked in, hi mom, what are you doing here? I wanted to come by and talk to you today. So I sat down. I said, mom, I wanna to talk to you today about your soul. She said, I don't wanna talk about it. I said, today we're going to talk about it. And I was direct with her. And after, as a result of that conversation, my mother made a recommitment to Christ. You know, I'm so glad I did it. I'm so glad I did it. I want to tell you one more story from my earlier years. I had a full-time ministry evangelizing my mother's old husbands. So Oscar Laurie, not my biological father, but the only man my mother married who ever treated me as a father should treat a son. He loved me, he took an interest in me, he adopted me, and he gave me his name, and my mother abruptly left him. I was getting out of school, the car was loaded up, and I said, what's going on? She says, we're leaving. I said, where are we going? She said, to Hawaii. I said, where's dad? She said, he's not coming. And I arrived in Hawaii and met her new husband who was very abusive and almost killed her. My mother left him, but uh, Oscar. So I, I wanted to reconnect with him. So I'm a young man now and I'm a young pastor and I thought, I wanna try to talk to him. So I had been asked to speak in New York City and that's where we lived and we were together and my mom was married to him. And so I, I did make contact with him. I got him on the phone. Hey, dad kind of awkward to call him that. I hadn't seen him for like 16 years. Hey, Dad, I would like to see you. I'm going to be in New York. He goes, come and spend the weekend with us. Okay, so I spoke in Central Park and got on a train and I get off the train and there's my dad. It was like I went back in time. He looked just like I remembered him. And so that night we caught up and I told him all of the things that had happened to me in my life. So we had dinner and he married a wonderful lady named Barbara who was Italian and was an amazing cook. I love Italian food. After a great meal of spaghetti and meatballs and garlic bread and all the fixings, Barbara, my dad's wife, says to me, Greg, tell me how you became a Christian and how you became a pastor. So I began to share my testimony and there sits my wife and my son Christopher and Barbara and my dad. And the Barbara's listening, nodding. Oh, that's amazing. On the other side of the table, my dad's sitting there. He has his hands up to his face like this. He's just looking at me, not reacting. I felt like I'm in a courtroom and he's the judge. No reaction, just looking at me. 
So after we were done, I thought, okay, that didn't go over so well with him. And I'm getting ready to go to bed and he says, Greg, can you walk with me in the morning? I, I left out a very important detail. My father had some heart problems and blacked out at the steering wheel and drove into a post and almost died. So now he's on heart medication and he has to exercise and walk every morning. So he says, will you walk with me in the morning? I said, okay. So he get knock on my door. It's six o'clock in the morning, New York time. Three o'clock in the morning, California time. <laughs> and so I stumble outside with him. It's very brisk, you know, and, and we're walking. And Oscar, my dad says, Greg, I was listening very carefully to what you said last night. I said, right. And he said, and I want to accept Jesus Christ into my life right now. Boy, whoa. Wake up call, like a triple espresso. <laughs> He says, what do I need to do? He, I said, well, we need to pray. He said, okay. He drops to his knees. So I get down on my knees. I wasn't gonna get on my knees, but he's on his knees. I lead him in this prayer. He prays his prayer to accept Christ into his life. After we're done praying, he says, Greg, pray for my heart. Pray that God heals my heart. Okay, let's pray. So I pray, Lord, heal my dad's heart. And we stand up and he goes, Greg, my doctor's office is right over here. Let's go over there. I want to tell him I've accepted Jesus and he's healed my heart. I'm like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> Dad, I, I don't know if he healed your heart. Well, let's go see him. So we walk over to his doctor's office, a nice Jewish gentleman. <laughs> my dad walks in. Doc, this is my son, Greg Laurie. He's a preacher. I just accepted Jesus and my heart is healed. The doctor's like, now Oscar, we need to run some tests on you first. And they run tests on him and guess what? God healed his heart. God gave him 15 more years. It's great to have you join us today for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Today we're in Spokane, Washington, enjoying a message from Pastor Greg titled Evangelism Jesus Style. He offers insight on getting past the pain and disappointment that we encounter in life. Let's continue. One of the best ways to deal with traumas from your past is, is first of all, forgive people. Well, they don't deserve it. Well, you don't deserve it either, okay? The Bible says, forgive as God in Christ has forgiven you. See, when you forgive a person, you set a prisoner free, yourself. You're the prisoner of unforgiveness. So forgive. I had to forgive my mom, forgive some of these guys she married. <laughs> but sharing the gospel was a great way to do it. But here's my point. Forgive and try to share the gospel with people, even people who've hurt you. Leave your comfort zone. Go and do something unexpected. Reach an unexpected person in an unexpected place with an unexpected message, which is the gospel. And not all of these guys came to the Lord. I mentioned one guy that my mom married. When she left Oscar and moved to Hawaii, this guy was the worst. He was abusive, horrible, almost killed her. I'm in Hawaii preaching and someone says, your dad is really close to dying. Maybe you should go talk to him. Oh, and I would like to tell you I was able to lead this man. His name was Al. I wish I could tell you I led this man to the Lord, but it was as hard 
in the later years as he was in his earlier years. I told him all about Jesus, what Christ had done for me, and he just looked at me like, yeah, so what? And I said, and I'm preaching across the street here in this park right over here. You can walk there from here. It's called the Waikiki Shell. Will you come and hear me? He says, no. Look, my job is not to convert people, nor is it yours. I have no ability to convert a person. People sometimes will ask me, what is the one thing you can say to a non-believer that will cause them to believe? It's as though they think evangelists have this little secret message. Okay, I don't usually share this with people, but say this, and they'll believe. I don't have anything like that. I'm just like you. We're all the same. But I know there's power in the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. So have confidence in that message. Your job, my job, our job is to share it. Jesus says no one comes to the Father unless I draw him. So it has to be work of the Spirit. So I shared with Oscar, he believes. I share with Al, he doesn't believe. Everyone's different, but just do your job and leave the results in the hands of God. On that final day when we stand before Jesus, it's not about success, it's about faithfulness. It's about doing what you were called to do. Jesus will not say, well done, good and successful servant. He'll say, well done, good and what? That's it. Faithful servant. So just be faithful and into your world. Go into all of your world and preach the gospel. And I'll tell you, one of the greatest joys I know next to being a Christian is having the privilege of leading someone to Christ. So we're gonna close now in prayer. And I'm gonna ask you to make a commitment to be available to God. But I'm gonna warn you now. But I'm gonna ask you to pray. I suggest you don't pray if you don't mean it. Because if you pray this prayer that I'm about to lead you in, mean it, and don't be surprised if God doesn't call on you before the day is over and opens up that little door. Just something that seems random, coincidental, it's not coincidence, it's providence. God's in control of your life. So this prayer I'll lead you in, which is a prayer of commitment and availability to God, is something you should mean before you pray it. Because God is not looking for ability, He's looking for availability. He does not call the qualified, He qualifies the called. So really what He's looking for is for a man or a woman to say, here I am, Lord, send me. Not here I am, Lord, send him or send her. Here I am, Lord, send me. So I'm gonna lead you in this prayer. Pray it if you mean it. Let's pray. Pray these words. Lord Jesus, you've called me to go into all the world and preach the gospel. I want to do this, Lord. Here I am, Lord, send me. Open up doors of opportunity. Give me a boldness like I've never known before. To leave my comfort zone and engage people with the gospel. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Now, Father, I pray for everyone here, myself included. We just said, here I am, Lord, send me. 
The harvest is great, but the laborers are few. He told us to pray that the Lord of the harvest would raise up laborers into the harvest. We're here, Lord. We want to be bold, but Lord, we'll be honest. Sometimes we're afraid and we're embarrassed and we're timid, but we should be bold with this message of the gospel. So Lord, use us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Give us a compassion and a burden for people that do not yet know you. And Lord, yes, use us to lead people into your kingdom. We commit ourselves to you now. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an encouraging message to thousands of people gathered in Spokane, Washington in the US for the Be Bold for Jesus Evangelism Conference. Good insight for all of us today. Well, maybe as you've been listening today, the Lord's been speaking to you about making a change in your walk with God. Well, Pastor Greg would like to give you the opportunity to make that change right now. He's only a prayer way which means if you will call upon the name of the Lord right now through prayer, He will hear your prayer and answer your prayer. Listen, if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life, if you want Him to forgive you of your sin, if you want to know that you'll go to heaven when you die, just pray this prayer right now after me. Just pray, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin now, and I choose to follow you from this moment forward as my Savior and Lord, as my God and my friend. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you have just prayed that prayer with Pastor Greg, and you've meant those words sincerely, the Lord has forgiven your sins, and we want to welcome you into the family of God. And we'd like to send you some resource materials to help you in your new journey. Just ask for a New Believers Growth Pack when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, join us as Pastor Greg launches a new series in the book of Joshua called Living in the Land of Promises. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Evangelism Jesus Style. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.